irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, May 14th, and we're back getting ready for the weekend. We yeah, might we get are. some rain. We're going to get a lot of rain. What today. do you know? You think so? Well, maybe not a lot, but it said that there's like yeah. an 80% chance. Okay. That doesn't mean well. it's going to be a ton of rain. It's just going right. to rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, whatever it is. Uh, so... Today we're going to have a guest, a phone guest, uh, calling in about uh, if you guys are concerned with back pain and things like that. I know my mom, my mom has terrible back pain, chronic, and but I don't know if this is going to help her. She's just like her whole. Uh, she's got like uh, osteoporosis. You know what that is? Yeah. Like your bones kind of like start disintegrating Ugh, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So her spine is not in a great shape. I think she's far past probably what this helps. This yes. is probably the early onset. Yeah. Yeah. If at all. Yeah. I mean, f- with her, like the spine, uh, you know, it's it's just like s- totally screwed up. So I think any any work with muscles or stuff probably wouldn't wouldn't do much anyway. Right. But uh, but a lot of people suffer from back pain. And uh, I would venture to say that it's probably because we walk on two feet uh, on two legs. And and uh, that creates a lot of pressure on the lower back. Yeah. You know, because, uh, like, animals don't have that problem. Right, because they're on four. Well, they still get injured. They have back problems, too. I'm sure, but maybe not the same ones. No. Yeah. Yeah. Have you met a dog with a back yeah, problem? Yeah, actually, I've, I when I was in Miami, I saw my parents' friends, and we like hung out with their dog, Jack. And Jack, I think, has arthritis or something. Really? And you can see oh, it in the way he walks, and it's like yeah. sad to see because... I know. He's like a sweet young guy. I mean, he's not that young. He's six years old. But for a dog, that's pretty young still. I know. Plus, you feel they're like so helpless and they don't understand what's going on. Right. And they can't tell you like, ow. Yeah. They just look like they're in pain and they're limping and hobbling all over the place. Oh, wow. Sad. Yeah. Does your mom have any dogs? Uh, She does. Yeah. I posted a picture of him today. Oh, you did? I did. Okay. Well, I'll get to see it. He's my furry brother. Oh, yeah? Because I'm an only child. So (laughs) I have to have furry siblings. My dad has two dogs, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Did you get to see them, too? Yeah. My mom dogs? and I actually drove up to see my dad, brought her dog, and hung out with him and his two dogs. And we stayed overnight there in Melbourne and then came back the next day for Mother's Day. Wow. Very nice. Yeah. See? What a cool family. Thanks. All right. So, did you have a dog when you grew up, too? Always. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, you like dogs, but you don't have one now because right. you don't have time to take care exactly. of Exactly. My mom yeah. actually tried to send me back with my furry brother. Really? Because... Her fiance isn't that into dogs. He like thinks of dogs as dogs, not as family members. Right. So it's a little different like when you grow up with them and you don't care about their like messiness and like they lick your face and Exactly. Because they're part of the family. But if you're not like used to that, it's like why is this beast in my bed, you know? <laughs> so my mom was like, Well maybe you should just take it back with you and you know, he's trained, he's six years old, so... Yeah, that's true. But I know if she didn't have him, she would be so sad. Really, yeah. 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 She loves him as he's like a kid. That's true, yeah. I mean, but, well, if she's willing to give him away, then she must really love you, you know? 
She must feel that she needs to be with her brother. <laughs> I don't know that it's about me at all, but it's definitely about the dog having a good quality of life because really? her fiance is not that into him. I mean, he yeah. is. He's fine. It's just that the dog can't sleep in the bed now, and there are right. rules that the dog never had. So right. my mom yeah. feels bad for the dog. I know, I know. But, yeah, we get them used to this stuff, and then you can't, right. you know, you go and you change it on the dog, and they don't know what the hell's going on. Exactly. Right. Yeah, I know. I'm like that too. I love dogs, but I can't really live with them. You know, I don't like the messiness, like you, like you said and stuff. And uh, but uh, but with someone else's dogs, I have a, a blast with them. You yeah, know? they're great animals. Yeah, really cool. So uh, yesterday we had a uh, Survivor star on the show. Yeah, who's a good friend of yours, and uh, she needs support in uh, returning to Survivor. Uh, for the second time and you guys can go and vote at cbs.com uh, just search for Survivor you can see it there I went on the website mm-hmm. and the reason I'm bringing it up is because I really wanted to vote for her Yeah, and I'm going on there and she said oh you can sign in with sign in with Facebook and Twitter and sure enough you can but it doesn't sign you in it takes away your information and then and, you still have to sign in and do all that yeah you have to like sign up uh, you know, like start giving you information and stuff. And yeah. that takes too long. You see, that's why, I mean, I thought that's why they do logins with Facebook and Twitter. So you don't have to read enter right. information every time. And it should be like that because I, I do think it deters people. Like It does. So, you know, I spent five minutes on there, Jen, and I thought, you know what? I really want to help her, but I don't have the time for this. Yeah. You know, so... And then especially she said you have to vote for nine others. For nine others. Right. You know, that's like crazy. Well, the, it's probably quick once you're in to vote. Right. I think you just probably tap photos and then you right. set, submit or something like but that. But it requires too much time. I mean, if you want to vote for her like every day, like she said, you can. Yeah. Uh, you, I guess every time you have to go and vote for for 10 people yeah. or for nine people, whatever. And it's um, it, it's too much time. I think it's reserved for fans. You yeah. Know? Well, I really think because also, you know, I mean, the fans know who was good, who wasn't, you know, if they watched all the shows. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I really wanted to win. You know, I'll try it again tonight. We'll see. I wanted to do too. That'd be yeah. so much fun to have her on there. I know. And watch her every week and like root for her. And it's funny because I met her and I had no idea that she was even on Survivor ever. Really? Because I met her as Monica the Lawyer. Right. And she's my friend David's girlfriend. Uh-huh. And she's now part of my friend circle. You know, like it only came up two weeks ago. Are you serious? Two weeks ago. Wow. We so were at yoga from, and she told me. Oh, I see. Okay. So for her, it's, uh, well, it is six years ago. Right. You know, so she moved on with her it life. It doesn't define her. Exactly. Which is good. Yes. Because with some people, it does define Right. Them. They can't let go. It's they like, can't. dude, that was one thing you did once. Right. But they want to become stars. And some of them actually made it, you know. Listen, if she won okay. the million dollars, I probably would have known it was her. Yeah. But I. Why? Do you know all the other winners? No, I'm just saying like. Oh. I would guess that would be more of a topic of conversation. Like, That's oh, true, Monica yeah. was on Survivor and won. Right, and she's a millionaire. Right, right. Or, or whatever it is. <laughs> I would probably think more of the winning aspect than like how much she right. won, just because it's cool to be like on it and win. But it's not like anyone's like, oh, Monica, our friend Monica was on Survivor and she was like runner-up number six. <laughs> right. You know, like it just isn't, it doesn't roll off the tongue as nicely. <laughs> So I think it might not have come up because of that. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> and everybody else is over it by now. It's been six years. Yeah, yeah. 
But I do root for her. She's a great girl. It'd be so much fun to see her on TV. She's sweet, smart, beautiful. Mm, yeah. Great. It was, it was amazing to me that she was actually approached to be on the show. I mean, how many people can say that? You know? I mean, some people try so hard, and here she is. It's like she must have had some kind of a magnetism to draw yeah. an, uh, a scout, a, a talent scout, whatever, to her in yeah. the first place. Well, I mean, she just smiles all the time. And she's like, she radiates like yeah. happiness and positivity. She's just great. Yeah. So I would guess that she was probably just doing that. Yeah, they probably her. saw her at a bar or something. Right. And, yeah. And then to top it off that she's a lawyer. Yeah. You know, she's a real person yeah. doing real things. <laughs> so I think that also makes her storyline interesting. Yeah. Because you wouldn't expect all of that out of her. She's just pretty, you know. That's true, yeah. But that's the thing is that um, I think, um, I think you know, once you get on the show, you really understand how it works, you know. So it takes a lot more than... Uh, than brains to really win the game, you have to learn how to play the game. Right. I would be terrible at that. Yeah. I would probably... Well, maybe after the first time you would have learned the yeah. strategy and stuff, you know. Because, I mean, some people, like she said, have a strategy of being an a- a-hole the whole time. Right. And some of them can win. Yeah. You know, like Richard Hatch. He won in the first season and he was the biggest asshole there. Yeah. See, I yeah. don't... I wouldn't even know where to begin. Yeah. I was talking to casting people about being on Big Brother, and I was like, I don't get it. You want me to do what? Right. You want me to play <laughs> games, like mind games and all this? I'm like, I don't have the time. <laughs> I can't. It's too much thought that goes into that. Um, speaking yeah. of thought, there's a new dating app that I thought about telling you about. Mm. I keep looking for new ones, because the more I add, the less people I get. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's the thing, okay? okay? Now that there's so many, you start to see the same people on each one. And I'm like, really? How many dating apps? And why isn't anything working for you? And why are you, like, every time I decide to go back on a dating app, I'm sure these people can probably say the same thing about me. But it's like, why are you still single? Why are you still on this dating app? Right. Nobody's changed. You're all the same people. I'm like, maybe it's you. Or maybe it's me. Why am I here too? I don't know. So it's called Bumble App. Bumble. Bumble. Like a bee. Right. Okay. So the premise is, is that the female pollinates the beehive and like is the queen bee, you know? Right. So in this app, the female's in charge. So you can match with it. Let's say you see like five girls you like, you match, you, you click that you like them. If they match and like you two, then a conversation opens, but you can't write her first. The female has to write first. Yeah. And I don't, it's like. I don't know what's going on, but I love it. Really? Because it, you get to like control something. Exactly. Like and oh. it makes it like more acceptable for the girl to write first. And I hate on apps like when you match with somebody that they don't write you. I'm like, what was the point in that? Right. Why are you here? So right. don't match with me if you're not planning on ever talking to me. Right. So now you have to write first. And it's like known that the female will write you first. And it's great. One guy hmm. actually wrote me and said, Thanks for writing so quickly. Like, I love uh-huh. that. And I was like, well, that's what happens when women are in charge. Right. And it's acceptable. <laughs> we don't have to play these games where we like, have to wait. But that's the thing. It's always acceptable. I mean, on, on uh, any app, if a, when a woman writes to me, it's cool. I don't, I, I don't get uh, well, threatened or offended by it. No, I mean, and you shouldn't. But then some people might be like, oh, that's like she's too eager or she's desperate. It's like mm. you, you cannot win. 
No, you can't tweet. Because you can't you're tweet. obviously on a dating site because you want to meet people. Right. But then if you write too quickly, it's too much. Right. It doesn't mean you're desperate or anything. I don't know why people look for meanings behind I don't know either. things. You know, it doesn't make sense to me. I agree. Well, so you right. take all of that out of there when there are rules. So right. Bumble, there are rules. The female has to write first. I like it. You know who's doing it. You know the process. And then it happens. Right. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, so you're like in charge of the hive. Okay, I, I get it. And I you know how it. I feel about that, so yeah. it works for me. <laughs> Listen, I can be in charge of like reaching out. I don't want to be in charge of everything. Yeah. I want to be just like start the conversation. Yeah. That's fine. So there. Yeah. Last night I actually went up to a guy. Oh, you did? Yeah. Wow. I know. I was like, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I was proud. What made you do that? I don't know. I no. was in a good mood. Really? <laughs> I Well, so I got back Tuesday night. Obviously, last night I was with Lauren and all of my friends. And I was just like in a safe space, I think. So I assumed everybody was friends. And like it was like they weren't strangers, really. Even if they if I didn't know them personally, like somebody there knew that person for them to be there. Okay. So... I sort of just felt like I could be friendly. Right. It wasn't like I was hitting on the person because I just walked. I was like, hi, who are you? That's what I said. <laughs> oh, okay. That was it. I was like, who do you know here? Why are you here? <laughs> and I mean, part of the reason I... That's a good way to do it. Yeah. Though. Yeah. I felt see, comfortable. Women can get away with that stuff. I mean, I'm quirky you know? and weird anyway, so I feel like people are like, okay. <laughs> no, that's cool, though. I mean, but if a guy said that, the woman is like, what do you mean, what am I doing here? Right. <laughs> you know? I don't know if she would get the humor in it. You know? Probably not. Right. Um, but yeah. But that's the thing. Women can get away with a lot more, I think. Yeah. But that's good. Good for you, Thanks. you know? And, and you didn't make it, like, threatening. Well, it would never be threatening to a guy. No. But you did make it seem like you're, like... I don't know, hidden on him or something. Right. right? It was just very like nonchalant, like, hey. Right. Yeah, um, I also felt a little bit more comfortable because I, I had seen him looking at me at different points in the night. So by the time he was standing right next to me, I was like, hi, I'm going to just talk to you now because well, you've been that's, that's here. That's cool. Yeah. So did something come out of it? I mean, did you guys exchange numbers? Yeah, we anything? talked for a while and, and oh, okay, hung out. Cool. I couldn't actually tell if he wanted to just be my best friend or not because <laughs> we were talking about all kinds of like things in life uh -huh. and even like people he dated when he first moved here. And I was like, giving him advice and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I was like, no, you screwed that one up. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Be better. He's like, what do you mean be better? I'm like, you should be better. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was actually a lot of fun. Sounds good. Okay, our guest is calling, All so right. let's go ahead and take that. Good morning. You're on the air with Sam and Jen. Is this Joanne? Yes, it is, Sam. Yes, Joanne, good morning. Thank you for calling in. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, uh, so we have, uh, Joanne, is it Stalgard jones do, yes, it is. Am I pronouncing it correctly? Okay, cool. Um, yes. What, is this like a German name? What, what's the background of Stalgard? Actually, it's Danish. That's what I thought. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, either like Dutch to me or Danish or something like that, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. So you have uh, uh, Danish backgrounds, I guess. I do. I wasn't uh -huh. born there, but my grandparents were. Oh, I see. Okay, very cool. So, uh, Joanne, thank you for calling in. Um uh, you were referred to us by Brigetta, which is cool. Uh, so you guys know each other? Uh, well, we will soon because we're meeting at the training in Ohio that I'm going to be teaching at. But right now we're just friends over the phone and you know, connected through the yoga world. Very cool. So tell us what it is that you do. I'm a yoga anatomist and kinesiologist. 
In other words, I've taken all my anatomy and kinesiology that I taught as a professor here in New Jersey and adapted it to yoga. Uh, my new book coming out is the Concise Book of Yoga Anatomy, and I'm doing a series of not really book tours, more just teaching about the entire asana practice of yoga and how that relates to the different muscles in the body. And therefore, whoever takes these classes, whether you're a student or you're an instructor of yoga, um, you'd be able to do the, the asanas with a lot more safety, a lot more knowledge about what's really working. Yeah, sounds good. Well, uh, Jen is definitely into yoga. And I stuff, am. So. I'm fascinated by all of this. Yeah. So, Hi, Jen. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Awesome. So you're calling us from the East Coast then, Joanne? Yes, I am. Oh, mm-hmm. so, you, so you're so you going to be out here in California in in, uh, in a short while. Yes. I will fly out bright and early Monday morning and start teaching Monday night. Great. So tell us what it is that is going to happen. It's going to be an event in Ojai, which is uh, yeah. what, like near San Diego? No, not quite near San no. Diego. Uh, more near Ventura. It's oh, yeah, it's the other way. It's about an hour right? north and or east <laughs> yeah. into the mountain. Yeah, yeah, there I am. Like, so, I'm so ignorant about this. I'm totally confused because uh, I confused this, I don't know, with some other place. I think with Dana Point or something. I don't know why, uh, it's, but it's totally it's different. It's absolutely beautiful up there. Yes, really Ojai is. is nice. It's absolutely yeah. beautiful near Santa Barbara. Uh, yes. So... Uh, now, so is this something that you go around the country and do, or is this specifically I for do, uh-huh, and yeah. I also do it internationally. This summer, we're doing a an eight-day yoga anatomy intensive in the south of France, oh. and the one in Ojai is a, a five-and-a-half-day intensive, and at each yoga anatomy uh, course, you uh, people can earn continuing education credits toward yeah. their teaching certification, uh, or they can earn it toward actually some of the fitness organizations out there, mm. Idea Fitness and others that personal trainers uh, need to qualify and each year update their continuing education credits. I see. And the one in Ohio is actually worth up to 80 hours of these credits. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So people actually learn this and they can become teachers themselves? Yes, they to become a teacher in yoga, you need a two hundred hour certification. So this is the beginning of that. Okay, uh, this is uh, more of a, a specific um, part of a two hundred hour training. So in two hundred hour trainings, trainings you get anywhere from forty to a hundred hours of anatomy. Most of them fall short of that. Uh, hence the idea of trying to get. Uh, teachers that already have their certification or that are trying to to have more anatomy background so they can teach better. Right. Sounds interesting. Now, so uh, obviously yoga is like uh, uh, mostly muscle work. And um, so, I I mean, I I know it can can get pretty, pretty hard, right? Jen, I mean, doing it yoga can, yeah. It depends on the style of yoga. Uh, the yeah. basic foundational yoga from thousands of years ago is called Hatha Yoga, uh-huh. and that's what I've been trained in. I have my 500-hour certification in that. Uh-huh. And uh, I chose that one because the physical aspect is important, but also the spiritual aspect, the meditation, uh-huh. and the pra- what we call pranayamas, the breath work, and so 
all of that is included in a Hatha Yoga person. <laughs> the yeah. classes that they take, uh, the instructors that teach them will teach um, pretty much a wider field than just the physical anatomical part. Right. Now, uh, I, so I wanted to change the topic a little bit and get into back pain, uh, low back pain. We started talking about okay. this when we knew you were coming on the show. And uh, you've written a book called The Vital, the Vital Psoas, right? Is that how it's pronounced? Correct. The Vital right. Psoas Muscle, yes. Right. Tell us what that is. Uh, what the muscle is? Yes. Uh, well, it's, uh, it, it's many things, actually. But most importantly, it's a very deep, uh, probably the deepest skeletal muscle connector of the spine past the pelvis into the leg, into the femur. And it's the only muscle in the body that therefore connects the spine all the way down to the femur. So it becomes mostly an important stabilizer of your alignment, of your posture, uh, of your health. It integrates with the whole central uh, nervous system and the solar plexus area that we call the Manipura, Chakra 3. And so it's an integrator physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Oh, wow. So that's pretty cool. How did you find out about this, that like it's a, uh, that main muscle that is responsible for a lot of back pain? Well, there's a lot of information. Uh, it's starting to be quite a buzzword these days. People really? talk about the psoas, and, uh -huh. it, and it's specifically the psoas major muscle. And just being a kinesiologist and anatomist, we've known all along how important that muscle is. And I think finally it's getting the attention it needs. Not that just, you know, one muscle can never really just work alone. It integrates with a lot of things. But um, it's, it is at the root sometimes of lower back pain. You mentioned lower back pain and that muscle and a few other things that <laughs> you need to take a whole day workshop to find out about right. um, is really can really be the culprit. The the psoas major is a fight or flight uh, one of our original fight or flight muscles and as it um, contracts and holds on to trauma and tension, it can keep that contraction for years and and translate into the physical lower back because the psoas major is attached to the sides of the lumbar spine. Right. So you pretty yeah. much, uh, so you connect really, I mean, that's what the book's about, the vital psoas muscles, uh, the, I'm yeah. sorry, the muscle, uh, connecting physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being. So now how can how can we connect a muscle with uh, spirituality, for example? Like, let's say I came in and I said, well, you know, I, I, I don't know. It seems like a physical ailment. How can spirituality right. help this? Actually, that's a great question. The psoas major at the very top point of its insertion actually has fascia that connect to the diaphragm, our main breathing muscle. And so in our Hatha Yoga training, we work on a lot of different breast techniques that help stimulate the diaphragm, therefore the psoas major, and therefore that whole integration can help enable our energetic spiritual chakra system that goes from the bottom of the spine up, our main seven chakras, um, can integrate and enable that system to work at a more unblocked, uh, in a more unblocked way. Right. 
So, yeah, so, so that's how it, yes, that's how it gets to the spiritual aspect. I see. Well, it makes sense to me, you know. I mean, and, and that's what, <laughs> and, and that's what, because uh, sometimes we discuss uh, yoga here, Jen. Yes. And, uh, right. and it's obviously more than just the physical part of it. Right. There's a lot more to right. it, which that's why oh, I prefer yeah. it as my my choice of workout because you get so much out of it. Right. Do you get like, do you feel spiritual right. when you do it? Yeah, I, will, I try to. Sometimes I can't. <laughs> Sometimes my mind wanders, I will not lie. But for the most part, I come out of like a yoga class just feeling completely rejuvenated. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's great. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of people take yoga for different reasons. But uh, even if you're just taking it for that exercise or physical reason, you will feel exactly as Jen says. There is a, there's a process where your mind calms down your breathing increases and you just you have just connected the mind the body and the spirit together without even realizing it sometimes right so you recommend then that people like with lower back pain let's say you know because of the psoas do yoga right because that would i do yes yes i do um i also highly even more recommend that they when they do take a yoga class you would know that we always end in a relaxation technique it's usually the posture called savasana which is the still pose and that relaxation and a few other relaxation techniques in the book are actually what will keep that whole lower back system um a little healthier. Uh, we need to, our society needs to relax our muscles sometimes more than use them. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to get my dad to go into yoga because he has back pain and he also is spiritual and he wants to lose some weight. I'm like, yoga's perfect for you yeah, then. Yeah, that would be perfect. But he said he's not flexible. He's, his back hurts too much. And I was like, well, first of all, uh, yes. you tell the teacher of any injuries and they can modify you. Right. And it also exactly. helps with your back pain. So what do you recommend yeah. I say to somebody like that is very anti, you know, yoga, let's say? Oh, I, and I have heard uh, this uh, very often myself, especially when it comes to someone who says, well, I'm not flexible enough. The main thing is that that's why you take yoga to become not only more flexible, it's probably the main conditioning technique out of all the exercise programs I know of that includes more stretching than any other, includes more than Pilates does. Uh, And that stretching is a balance. So yoga is the perfect balance between stretch and strength and uh, breathing that, you know, cueing breathing all the time to help all that work together. I, there's no other technique out there that does that. There's no other practice. There's no other, you know, life exercise that really does all that. Wow. Very interesting. I don't know if that will help your dad or not, but yeah. just tell him to come and take a nice, gentle, or restorative yoga class. He'll probably fall in love with it. Yeah, at least give it a chance. You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I tried it at a gym. And I could uh, I could see where it's beneficial and stuff, but I've yet to convince myself I can slow down enough to do this. But I know yeah. everybody swears by it, you know. So the yeah. more you do and it, the slower you get. That, I'd say that again, Jen. The more you do it, the slower you get. Because I mean, I started doing yoga. I remember because I wanted to do yoga, so I was like, all right. Yeah. You can get through it. Yeah. You can do anything yeah. for whatever, however long the class is. So then I made myself continue going, and then 
by the nature of just continuing it, I fell in love with it. Wow. Yeah, cool. that's true. Yeah, it's a practice that really can become um, something that you do every day. And uh, it's really meant, and it was uh, developed thousands of years ago as a way to get to stillness and to get to meditation or just the, um, the act of, of slowing down and calming down. Yeah. And that's the true benefit of it. Right. And I think our society is afraid of that. We're afraid to slow down. <laughs> no, I, I think you're that's right. that's exactly what we need to do. <laughs> I know. You know, it's I not know. really slowing down. It's just kind of just being more, more aware of yeah. things and not always rushing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's wake up and smell the coffee type of thing, you know. Just like, exactly. Yeah, it's like <laughs> smell the coffee, but do a relaxation technique. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're talking to Joanne Stargard Jones, and the book is The Vital Soas. Uh, it's spelled P S O A S. The Vital. Yeah, you don't uh, pronounce the P. Uh-huh. Right. And uh, do you have a website, Joanne, where people can find out more information and also more information on your events? Yes, I do. It's www.move-live.com. Move-live.com. I like Correct. that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And cool. we have the teacher training, the yoga anatomy teacher training coming up in Ohio has its own website too. But you can reach that by, by going onto my website. And we do have a few places left in case anybody's interested from Monday evening, May 18th to Saturday morning, March 23rd. Oh, cool. March or May? Oh, May. I'm sorry. Yeah. I said March. I meant <laughs> <Yeah>. May. <laughs> I know. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. starting next Monday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very cool. Joanne, this is fascinating stuff. Congratulations on the book. Uh, do you have any other books Thank coming you. up? I do. Uh, a yoga anatomy book is coming out September 1st. It's called Concise Book of Yoga Anatomy, uh-huh. and uh, it's it's pretty heavy duty. Wow. I've actually been just finalizing the edit, and it's published by in the U.S. by uh, North Atlantic Books. Very good. Congratulations to you, Joanne. That's Thank very you. exciting. So uh, have a safe trip to California. You're going to be here okay. for for a few days, right? I will be. Yeah, yeah. So f- for almost a week. Right. And uh, yeah, I can't wait. Sounds good. Beautiful. All right. I hope you get some rain. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Okay. Thank you both. Thank you very thank much, you. Joanne. All the best to you. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. There you go. Yoga. See, the more I hear about it, the more I want to do it. You know. Do it. Yeah, I know. So. Um, yeah, so everybody go get the book. It's very interesting because I mean, uh she seems to feel that it's uh it's a mu- she says it's the only muscle in the human organism that connects the upper body to the lower body. So Well, that uh, makes sense. It's in the middle. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I'm stating the obvious, right? Well, no, I mean, like, logically, that does make sense. So (laughs) not that you even said it, but it's true. It does make sense. Yeah, But it makes sense that that, that's where the pain would concentrate because, you know, it's like... uh, Like you said, the pressure is there. The body, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Uh, So, yeah, so if you guys want to get that... And, uh, yeah, all those spiritual events sound cool to me. You know, you get to meet people and things like that you know so can't be a bad person when you're spiritual yeah right i mean then there are people that think they're spiritual and they're not and they are bad people but 
That's their own problem. Um, <laughs> I just think that there's something to be said for somebody that is spiritual. Like you already get like a gold star because you're spiritual. Yeah. Like when, <laughs> even in terms of like dating, let's say like, I don't know, you know, where you rank spirituality in your uh-huh. list of priorities. But for me, I'm like, well, at least you believe in something bigger than yourself. Right. So you don't think the world surrounding like is involved with you. But right. um, I don't know. One guy wrote me that he like is certified in yoga teaching. I'm like, I love you. Yeah. I will marry you. <laughs> oh wow! That just like, doesn't take a lot to please you. It then, really you doesn't. Yeah. It does not. And you would be surprised how many times people are like, "You can't be pleased." I'm like, "You're just an idiot." <laughs> yeah, you don't know me. No, and I little. I need very little. <laughs> wow. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So. Uh, what else did you do in Miami? I mean, did you do anything exciting? Did you go on boats or anything? No, or? Um, but I did go to the Perez Art Museum in Miami. It's okay. new since I moved. Oh, okay. And I had lunch outside with my mom. Okay. It was really nice. Was that, what kind of uh, an exhibition was it? Uh, I think it's like modern local art, actually. Oh, okay. So like a flavor of Of Miami, Miami? artists. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't go through the museum. I went through the gift shop and we had lunch and we walked around the like premises. It was really beautiful. It's on the water in Miami, like heading toward downtown Miami. And it's kind of like when you go to the Getty. The Getty is just beautiful. Right. So even being there is nice. Exactly. Without even seeing what's going exactly. on inside. Yeah. So the ambiance was nice. The food was amazing. My mom and I had mimosas. Uh-huh. At, she was like really trying to be the other drunk girl. She was holding <laughs> down the fort for Lauren. Yeah. We even periscoped one night. We went to dinner and it was me, her, and her fiance. And we just filmed my mom and I just like drinking. It was so cute. After two glasses of wine, she was drunk. I was like, that's nothing. She was so drunk. Yeah. It was great. Wow. So obviously she doesn't drink that much. No. Yeah. No. Uh, which is nice. I mean, it's so she's a cheap date. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I know. Drinks are expensive. Is it more expensive in Miami than here no. to drink? Oh, no. No? I think it's the same. The same. Yeah. Hmm. Like, our mimosas were probably $12 each. Yeah. Which, by the way, if you go somewhere that has bottomless mimosas, you've struck gold because then you can just keep refilling it. And it's probably $20 for unlimited and then $12 for one. Right. Yeah. It's still a lot of money, though, Jen. I know. For drinking, it's a lot of money. For drink. Yeah, for any drink. Right. It's like you go to Vegas, you sit by the pool, they bring you a plastic cup Mm -hmm. filled to the top with ice. You barely feel you drink 16 bucks. And then the the tip. So for 20 bucks, you're getting a cup of water. Okay, so I have a tip for you. Yeah. Whenever you order alcohol, if it's a drink that is on the rocks, let's say not a martini, for instance, always ask for easy ice. Okay. Because who cares if it's cold? Right. You want the alcohol. Right. So ask if you, like, even if you go to Starbucks, I always ask for easy ice because they fill that cup so full of ice that it waters down your drink. You have barely any content of drink in there. So then it's like, thanks for the ice. That's true. I just paid $5 for a cup full of ice. Yeah. Yeah. So easy ice on the drink. Easy ice. Okay. Yeah. 
It's just, I, I, I don't get it. You know, I mean, the thing is, you can, you know, how much you can drink at home for 16 bucks? You know? An entire bottle. <laughs> yeah. Or two bottles of wine. Exactly. And mixers and everything, you know. So it's crazy, you know. That's why it's hard for me to justify that. But uh, sometimes you just don't have a choice, you know. I just, I feel bad for guys, you know, that go out all the time. They have to buy the drinks for the women. Where the hell do they get all this money, you know? I don't know because I have barely any money for my drinks. So yeah. how they have money for theirs plus mine plus possibly a friend of mine that's like hovering nearby exactly you never just get one girl like if you're yeah. if the girl is out with her friends you have to be chivalrous and offer the friend a drink because then it makes you look like a nice guy right so now you've just bought drinks for everybody at the bar <laughs> <laughs> and then you go home alone and you're like what the, exactly. the hell have i done exactly <laughs> spent all your money on one night out yeah <laughs> nothing to show for it i know that's crazy man that's really crazy and they so i re- i really feel they take advantage of people you know when they charge that much it but, is a lot but you know i guess you have to pay for the rent of the place you know i guess <laughs> wherever it is yeah uh, let's see. You probably heard of the uh, Amtrak crash. I did. The train. I did. In Pennsylvania. I don't think anybody died, though, right? They're saying two more, 200 people went to the hospital, but nobody died. I think I maybe like a couple people died. I think it's I can't same. remember. But it, it's because the train, the Amtrak was going double the speed it should have been going. Yeah. Yeah. It was going 100 miles an hour. And they're saying that, uh, I mean, the engineer says he's got no recollection of what what was going on, which is bullshit, you know? So, I mean, the mayor calls him reckless, and uh, but the NTSB says it's too early to tell. So we don't know what's going on. But this guy, man, if, he, uh, if it, it's found out that he was just like drunk or something or whatever the hell he was doing there. Yeah, I mean, how do you go that much faster than you're supposed to go yeah i know how is the train even allowed to go that fast well also part of the issue was the brakes the brake system hasn't been updated oh is that what yeah it is? and so they're oh, okay. i think they just passed a law either today or yesterday about putting in like a different brake system for all the amtraks uh-huh. and they're trying to like figure out funding for infrastructure right because hello that's how people get places yeah and truthfully, if we had better infrastructure, then we would have probably better emission into the environment and also jobs and stuff. So yeah. they should really work on that. Yeah. Just saying. That's true. I don't really That's know true. politics yeah. and stuff, but sounds like a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. He says he was slowing down uh, when he was reaching the curve, but... I don't know what the hell's going on here, but it just recently there was a lot a, of carnage going on there. Yeah, and just recently before that, there was another Amtrak accident where it slammed into a truck that was on the tracks, the tracks. and killed somebody. Yeah, I, like only like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and that I don't get. I mean, people that how do people get stuck right on the? I mean, it's so like cliche, you know. I don't know. It's like a bad movie. It's like stuck, a lifetime yeah. movie. I know. It's like to get stuck on the on the railroad track, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Very funny stuff. Oh wow! Hold on a second. Oh, okay. Someone just uh, <laughs> okay. Eight dead. Someone just helped me out with this. Oh, Our really? En- engineer sent us a message. That oh, says, good. There are eight people dead. Oh, yeah, there it is. It's just that it was spelled out eight, so I didn't see it. I was looking for a number. Oh, yeah. There you go. See how ignorant I am? 
I talk about things I don't know anything about. Oh, Sam. But that's okay. We discover things as we go along. Yes. Thank God for engineers to help us out (laughs) with useful information (laughs) and facts. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Oh, um, I I saw this. This was interesting. Uh, You know the band Creed, right? Yeah. Uh, Scott Stapp, I guess. I I don't know him personally. I I can recognize him by by his look. Uh, came out to say that he's bipolar, and uh, which is cool. You know, it's hard to come out and, and say that. You know, I mean, I came out on the show and said that uh, that I'm bipolar, although I haven't had to deal with it in years. You know, because mm-hmm. I'm medicated and and my life is great. But so you tend to forget where you come from. You know, where mm-hmm. how terrible it can be. But he's saying, you know, he was penniless, he was homeless, uh, into drugs and alcohol and everything. And uh, check this out. He says, I was hallucinating. I drove around the United States for a month following an angel that I saw on the hood of my car. Whoa. Whoa, indeed. Well, so how does being bipolar, you know, result in that? Because I, I, what I know of being bipolar is it's a mood yeah. disorder, isn't right. it? Right, but it's treacherous because what happens is you can get... Uh, you can do things that you're not really like, uh, like binge spending, things like that. I mean, these are like characteristic of it. For me, it's more like uh, you get angry easily, mm-hmm. get angry a lot. You can be depressed and angry at the same time. And that's really a bad combination. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so let's just say bipolar people that are not medicated mm-hmm. uh, are not fun to be around. It can, it can break up families. Because, yeah, the person is is unbearable to be with. Yeah. They really are, you know, because it's like they're being pulled in different directions, uh, high, low. uh, You don't understand what's happening to you. You think you're crazy sometimes. Yeah. It's more than just a mood disorder, you know. I mean, it's it's a whole thing. It's a mental disorder. And... uh, so why did he come out and say something about it? I don't know. Maybe because he's in therapy or something. and he, and uh, I'm sure it helps other people in knowing yeah. that, you know, it can happen to everybody and that you can admit it. And it's not really like it's right. treatable per se. Right. No, I, I know. And that's why I decided to come out and, and admit it, too, because, you know, there's a lot of stigma and stuff, you yeah. know. And people are like, oh, I don't know what's going on with this guy. But... Uh, yeah, but all I can tell you is this for people that suffer from bipolar or depression or mental disorders is that there's always hope and it's definitely chemical stuff. It can be other things as well. I'm not denying that. Uh you know, nurture has a lot to do with how you uh uh with how you think, with how you feel, things like that. But uh chemicals in, in the brains is very real and uh simply by the fact that when you medicate it, it's gone. Yeah. You know, so what else do you need? What kind of proof do you need? So there you go. So hopefully they'll uh, they'll invite, invent things, keep inventing things that are, uh, they're going to make people live a normal life, you know? Yeah. It's terrible. And I'm telling you, most of the homeless people you see out there have some kind of a mental illness. You right. Know? So you're unable to work, you know, and so you become frustrated, you become depressed. These are the things, you know? It's like you go, how can you work if you're like, angry all the time. I mean, I used to like bang on the freaking computer that I worked at. Oh, boy. Yeah, they told me that you got to leave. Yeah. <laughs> I was banging the mouse on the disc. And they're like, yeah. So, you, yeah, you can't do that, you know? Right. I would uh, get mad at drivers. My kids were young. They'd get 
scared because I'm like stopping the car to get out and yell at somebody. Oh boy. Yeah. Things like that. You see, so that's that's how it can destroy a family. Right. That makes easily. sense. Yeah. Especially like when it's if it's untreated and it's unexplainable, then it's like you don't the person doesn't almost get an excuse. Right. If you don't acknowledge that it's like a real thing. Yeah. Then exactly. the person's just hot headed or they are yeah. they have anger issues or you know, whatever. You can label it whatever you want, but if it's not really a medical condition or the person doesn't get help, then right. it could be a real issue. Right, exactly. You know, and the problem is people will tend to think it's a character defect, you know, whereas all you are is uh is just suffering inside, you know. Right. So uh so bipolar is a very uh in fact uh most people that commit suicide uh, have had bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. And I've learned it's because, mainly because, you see, when many people that are depressed do not commit suicide because they're too, like, they can't even function. They're too, like, depressed to commit suicide. Yeah. But with bipolar, you can be energized and depressed at the same time, and that can that can create a lot of anger and pressure, and, you know, you can do a lot of crazy things. So, uh, yeah, so... Uh, kudos to him for coming out and you know and uh hopefully that helps people yeah he says he was he was he was convinced his family was involved in ISIS oh goodness I was out of my mind he told people magazine yeah that's pretty bad man that's pretty bad I did wonder what happened to that band so maybe that's what happened yeah maybe makes, I know, it makes were, more sense now yeah huh <laughs> he was busy dealing with all the things he's dealing with in his head yeah I know it's not easy, man. But uh, yeah, you, you got to do what you got to do, man, and and don't uh, don't give up, you know, because it's uh, there's always hope, you know. It's not like in the old days when they didn't have cure for these right. things, and they still don't have cure, but they have treatment, and yeah, you know. So it it can be brutal to have a mental illness. Um, and, and that's why some people get into most of them really get into drugs and stuff because it's self medication, you know. It's well, like, they should feel better. Get real medication. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Because sometimes it can just be worse. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see what else uh, there was. I wanted to. Uh, oh, this was funny. Uh, I guess Johnny Depp is in Australia and he brought in two dogs with him. And now the government there wants him to leave or they're going to put the dogs down. What? Why? But that's because he came in on a private plane without proper documentation. And they have uh, a uh, strict biosecurity laws. You know, so uh, maybe they just... I'm, I'm sure they explain this by saying, well, they could be like a health hazard. Yeah, because they bring in different whatever. Yeah, diseases, yeah. whatever they can bring with them. Yeah. So uh, that's explainable, but I mean, you know, he uh, he went uh, around them and and broke the law essentially. Right. I mean, you have you know. to know what your the country you're going to requires. Like, right. you know, some countries require you to get immunized, immunized, yeah. And, immunized. Yeah, and you could just bring dogs places. Right. No, that's true. That's true. And. You know, so I don't know, but I'm I'm, I'm sure he's not going to stay there to uh, have him put him down. But no. but at the same time, I'm sure he can hire someone to just fly them somewhere. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, that's really interesting. Really, when I was in the really airport, funny. actually uh, going to L.A., I was standing in line next to Harry Connick Jr. 
Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So you recognized him? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Was he being approached by fans and stuff? No, and he was with a younger girl. I don't know if that was a girlfriend or a daughter. Oh, okay. I have no idea what yeah. his marital status is. But yeah. um, I kept looking at him, and he kept looking at me, and I didn't know if he was looking at me because I was looking at him or if he was like, <laughs> where are you going? Like, I don't know. We were just standing next to each other, so it was kind of interesting. He's taller than I expected. Yeah. I don't know why. I thought he was a small guy. He's a big guy. That's true. He does seem like to be small, huh? Yeah. I don't know why. Don't know either. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, So we're talking about uh, bio whatever, uh, biosecurity. But uh, this brought up, uh, I I talked to my son the other day. And, you know, he he declared his major in engineering. But uh, I guess now he's changing his mind. He's realizing he's good in chemistry. He says he got an A in his chemistry test while the rest of the class flunked. Whoa. Can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, would that make you like think, hey, maybe I should change my major? Right. So he's going into biochemistry now. Yeah. Whatever that means. I don't even know what they do. I don't but either. Sounds like a scientist to me. Yeah, I don't know. I was never good at that, so I don't even know what that means. I know. So if he's okay with that, I'm fine. I'll have a scientist for a son. I don't mind at all. No. All right, everybody. Jen, have a great day. Thank you. You too, Sam. Enjoy yeah. the rain that I think is coming soon. Yeah, the, the clouds are pretty dark, so maybe there will be some. Yeah. And uh, tomorrow's Friday, right? Yeah, it is. Okay, so we'll see you and everybody tomorrow. Yep. You're listening to Sam in the Morning with Jen right here on LA Talk Radio.